Hello, welcome to another episode of Experiencing Motherhood Single and Black. I am your host, Kim, and I'm so excited that you have decided to join us. I know it's been a while. You're probably wondering where have I been, and we're going to get to that. But today we have a guest host, so I want to introduce you well, to most of you, to Clark, a lot of you may know him from the Single Dad Why You Mad podcast. Clark, can you take a moment to just let everybody know who you are? Uh, ladies, gentlemen, and consenting adults, it's your man's Clark, <laughs> co-host of the soon-to-be famous, legendary even, Single Dad Why You Mad podcast. You know, I'm just a single dad who's been in a dad for most of my adult life, uh, had my first kid. Uh, with my ex-wife at 25. Uh, she is now 21 and, uh, you know, actively co-parenting with my ex-wife for with three daughters, uh, ages 21, 15, and 14. And, you know, all that while trying to maintain a career and, you know, try to give a little bit back to the community. Oh, yeah, and, and doing this whole podcast thing, yeah. too. Yes, I love it. Thank you so much, Clark, for volunteering to chat with me today and be my guest host. Uh, so no. without further ado, we're going to talk about the Single Moms Retreat that we just had a couple of weeks ago. Uh, what an amazing experience. And I thought I would allow someone to interview me and ask me all about it. So, Clark, I'll turn so it over to you. I love the way you say we had it because I oh, wasn't I'm invited. Sorry, not you, Clark, but I'm talking to <laughs> right? the moms. Like... <laughs> I, I know, I know, I know. But I'm, of course, in, in typical Clark fashion, I'm gonna give you a hard time. Um, yeah, I, you know, I, I, I think the first question before we even dive into the retreat, right? Because I, I know that that that's that's really top on everybody's priority list. I think the first question everybody has is, where have you been? Like, I know you're visible, like you're still on social media, you know, you're still, you know, posting your stories, you're still interacting with moms and still lending support. But what happened to podcast? Yeah, so I don't know how many of you are familiar with pie fading. So <laughs> I faded a little bit. Life got busy, y'all. You know, I took on a management role and I said I was going to get back to podcasting. But truth is, I never really got back to it. Um, I allowed other priorities to take over. So I haven't really, you know, done any recording, but I'm back now. No, and, and, and it's awesome to have you back, right? And, and and I think everybody who's listening will understand sometimes life happens, right? We, yes, life you know, happens with, and we have to, you know, figure out what our priorities are, you know? And so for the past, I guess, six months, because that's, I think, the last time I released an episode, it's just like, you know, the podcast really hasn't been on the top of the list, but you know, I'll get into this more later, but after attending the retreat and everybody talking about how the podcast had blessed them and impacted their lives, I was like, you know, I have to bring it, bring it back. And I was talking to Clark about it and he's like, yeah, let's talk about it. So that's how we got here today. That's right. Right. And, and you know, and I'm, I'm not going to cast stones while living in the glass house. Like, you know, we haven't been actively recording on our podcast either. Right, you because know, yeah. life takes you in different directions. Mm -hmm. So let's get to the reason why we're here and the thing that's on most people's minds. Tell me about this retreat, right? Like, you, this is what your second one or your or your third? No, this is my very first one. This is the very first one. I, I don't I, yes. I don't know why I thought you'd done a retreat for moms previously, right? So no. this is your first retreat. 
Yeah, All right. So what, 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 so what was the purpose of the retreat? Why, why, what made you want to put this together? Yeah. So back when I started single black motherhood, I wanted to plan a trip, right? It failed. I didn't really get anybody to sign up. Um, nobody would pay their deposits and it was a cruise, right? Cause I've always had this vision of traveling with other single moms, um, by ourselves, but then also with our kids. And so that didn't happen. 2019, we planned a getaway for moms in Miami. So everybody paid for the trip. We were all set to go. 2020 came, COVID happened. We had to cancel the trip. So I thought, man, like, is this ever going to happen? So 2021, you know, I'm seeing some mom retreats and I'm like, you know, I still have this vision of wanting to travel with moms, but I don't want to just do a trip. Like I want to have a whole experience where moms are impacted and they leave with something like, yeah, they get to travel with other moms, but then they walk away relax they walk away renewed and recharged and you know just having their cups filled and not really having to worry about the day-to-day so uh, that is how the retreat came up and I started asking questions using them poll features and stories and you know the rest is history so that's why I thought you you, you had done it three times because you, you set out to do it you know the first time and, and the response yeah. was kind of mixed you know the second time COVID, you know, which which pretty much derailed all of our lives in in Thanos snap fashion for the past two and a half years, right? And then yeah. you know, third time's a charm, and it sounds like this was really well received and and and, and you know impactful, right? Like the, the moms yes. that that showed up and the moms that were able to attend, um, really found value in what you put together for them. Uh, so I guess it begs the question, like, what, what exactly did you do? Yeah, so I'll walk you through, <laughs> through our theme, which was Relax, Renew, Recharge. And so every day was themed. So day one was all about relaxing. The moms flew in. You know, they got to the resort, and they just chilled out. And that night we had dinner, and then we had a welcome circle. So basically during that welcome circle, everybody got to talk about their challenges with motherhood and then something that they really enjoyed and so that allowed us to kind of connect and see that we are not alone in this single motherhood journey and although our journeys may be different you know moms have become single for different reasons whether divorce whether relationship ending whether death whether you know just adopting and becoming a single mom by choice you know we all have something in common they two was about renewing, right? So how do we renew our, our minds? And so we started that day off with yoga, you know, and it was kind of still relaxing, but also, you know, just being able to take in our surroundings. And then after yoga, we had a session with Diana about renewing our mindset to map out our money blueprint. And so if you're not familiar, a lot of single moms have issues with money, whether it's an income problem or they have too many expenses, like money is just one of the biggest issues for single moms. And so I thought it would be super beneficial to bring Diana on. And so after her session, we did a tour to the Mayan ruins, which was awesome. They got to see the sites there. And then we came back relaxed and then they were able to enjoy their night on a yacht cruise. So 
that was interesting too, because a lot of them had never been on yachts before. So it also gave them, you know, this sense of renewal, like, you know, this is not something that we can't do, right? Like it's accessible to us. Cause sometimes I think like we have this conversation a lot about, you know, exposure providing a lens. And so if you can expose the moms to different things and show them that, you know, these things are accessible and it's not like out of limits, then they they know that and then they're able to show their kids. Right. Um, so that was pretty much day two. And then day three was all about recharging. And so Sunday they got to sleep in and, you know, relax. And then Camille started us off talking about like how to uh, find joy in tough moments and recharge. And so she shared her story. And then after that, we um, had a meditation ceremony where somebody guided us through that and we put on some Mayan clay and we went out into the ocean and that was really like a bonding experience for us because all of us weren't able to put like all the clay on our bodies you know the backs and the back of our legs but other moms hopped in and they were helping us out and so (laughs) (laughs) that was just that was an experience within itself just you know being able to do that be in the ocean and not really worrying about the seaweed. Cause I think a lot of us were like, ah, we were kind of bummed that, you know, Tulum is normally like pretty and blue, um, but it was a different color due to the seaweed. So just being able to, you know, find joy in that moment, although like the ocean wouldn't, wasn't as pretty as we were used to. So did that and we had a cooking demonstration and then we um, had our final dinner and we had um, a circle closing circle around a fire pit so that's pretty much kind of what happened during the retreat obviously um, there was some chopping there was some going out you know to bars and lounges outside of the retreat Um, so moms got to you know really unplug and not worry about the day-to-day and the to-do list and all the things just focus on themselves and make themselves. So there was free time built into the agenda as well. So, you know, you had your set program and then moms had the ability to say, Hey, you know Mm -hmm. what? I want to go out and and try street food uh, or I want to go out and try this bar that all my friends have told me about in this town, in this city. And you, you guys went to to Tulum, Mexico. What, 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 what made you choose that site? What what was the major reason that you, you decided to go there? So when I did the poll, I thought about locations that were, you know, relaxing, um, that were known for hosting retreats, and I kind of threw some options out there, and the moms voted on it. So um, it was their choice. Okay, so so it, it was mom's choice, and was it the trip open to everyone? Like, was it like you know anybody just apply first come first serve? Was there like a, an interview process or selection process for attendees? Yeah. What was the thought behind that? Or, well, how did it work and what was the thought behind it? Yeah, so anybody could apply, right? So the way that it worked was um, I basically put out, let's call it an interest list, right? Anybody that's interested in going on a retreat and traveling with other single moms, prioritizing themselves, investing in themselves, I collected their emails. So once I had information available, I sent an email out to those moms first, right? Um, So once they got the email, they could then apply to come on the retreat. So there was an application process. And just because you applied didn't mean that you would get chosen. Um, So after that, they had their opportunity. Then I opened it up to the public, announced it on social media. And so then everybody had an opportunity to apply at that point. So let's give them the cheat sheet, oh, okay. right? What was the application process and, and what, what exactly, well, what was the application process, question number one, 
who reviewed everything? I'm guessing it was just you <laughs> primarily. And, and, you know, what were you looking for? Yeah. So the application process wasn't very long, you know, basic information, name, social media handle, why they wanted to come on the retreat. What were they looking to gain from a retreat? I think those were kind of the main questions. I can't remember exactly off the top of my head, but there were about three to four questions um, specifically around the retreat, what they were hoping to gain, whether they wanted to meet new people and connect with them, just kind of like getting an idea of really what they were seeking, because I wanted to make sure that I connected like-minded individuals, because sometimes people just want to travel, right? They don't necessarily want to make connections. They're not actually interested in growth. And so I just wanted to make sure that I had the right people. So uh, in reviewing these applications, obviously it was primarily me. So I would review their answers, check out their social media pages, um, and then send follow-up questions if I didn't really understand their answer. Or if I couldn't tell from their page that they had kids, you know, I would ask. And then I'd send those people that I had questions about to a few people that I chose um, that will remain nameless. And so they played a role in um, helping me pick those uh, moms for their. So you you developed a council of the willing who were able to to review some of this stuff, take a look at it, and and, and give you their input. I mean, listen, it yes. it, it makes sense to farm things out, right, and and to get a second opinion. So I'm I'm going to ask the messy question: yes. like, what were some of the immediate red flags where you were like, "Yeah, nah, son, you're not going on this trip," <laughs> right? Or this trip is it for you? Um, so if, you know, the moms are just like, yeah, I really need a vacation. Like, I want to turn up. I'm like, okay, this is probably not a good fit for you because you're primarily interested in turning up. And although, you know, there might be an opportunity for that, I honestly didn't plan that for Tulum. But it just so happened that, you know, you could walk down the street and go to a bar or a lounge. <laughs> so, you know, it, it worked out. But, you know, I was like, okay, this is probably not for her. So next, you know. Um, so if there was nothing really about community, you know, wanting to grow, um, just real reasons why they needed a retreat. Then so I so if they were like, more interested in shaking their ass versus expanding their mind, they probably were not a good fit for the trip. Yeah, like I, I'll say, you know, having worked in, in, in corporate for God, 25 years and, you know, having to organize these things like I, I, I've seen it where, you know, you have a specific training or development event and, you know, you, you charge people a couple of bucks so they have skin in the game. They sign in at the hotel and then you never see them for any any of the symposiums and seminars. Right. They, they show up. Right. And I don't, I didn't want this to be like another, like I said, trip where we have these sessions, but only two people attend them. You know what I'm saying? So I just really wanted to be aware of like who I was bringing. When you think about the sessions that you, 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 you put together, like, what do you think was important for you to bring to moms? And what, what was your selection process in, in, in planning those events? So I knew like the first night I wanted it to be like intimate, but you know, allowing moms to connect with each other and know that they weren't alone on the journey. And so I had a licensed professional counselor to kind of lead us through that welcome circle and connecting everybody. And so she talked about like uncovering your 20%, like the things that you don't talk about, the things that keep coming up that are reoccurring that you're like, oh my gosh, I keep noticing these patterns, but you're not really talking to anybody about them. And so what do those look like and how do they affect like how you operate? 
operate, right? And how you do motherhood and how you do life. And so um, I think that was just a really good way to open up the retreat. Because like, like I said before, you know, moms are able to connect with each other from that because it's like, hey, you know, like you're not alone. Like I feel that too. I experienced that too. Um, or if they, you know, talked about depression or like anxiety or having ADHD, so they're not able to really focus, like just things like that, that, you know, they probably didn't talk to other people about it. They were able to open up about it at the retreat, like on that first night. So did you find that there was a lot of commonality between the moms, like with, with the with the frustrations and the joys? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Especially when it came down to talking about like parenting and consistency. I think there was a lot of talk about how, you know, sometimes we're just so tired that we fail to be consistent, you know, in, in terms of parenting and consequences. So that that came up with a lot of people for sure. And and, and I'm going to ask a, a, another, you know, slightly messy and selfish question, right? From from a dad standpoint. What were what were some of the things that the mom shared about dads? The the frustrations and as well as some of the positives that they shared if any. So I think a lot of the frustrations were around the participation and the dads not helping out as much as the moms think that they should. So I know that can be subjective <laughs> um, because like, you know, sometimes they don't have the conversations with the guys about it and then they get frustrated. Right. Um, and so it's like, how do you set aside your emotions to communicate right. with the child's father if you want this co-parenting thing to work? So a lot of them had desires for better co-parenting relationships, but it's just that communication piece that they realize that they need to work on. So um, that was something that, you know, was challenging for them. And I think yeah. positive was that some fathers, like if they needed anything, they would provide, right? So that provision was super helpful for a lot of moms. Yeah. And and, and I, I will absolutely echo the, the point that communication is key, right? Like, you know, you and I talk about this all the time that like, no matter how dirty, warped or cracked somebody's lens is, it shapes their view for the world, right? And you know, we're taught how to communicate by our families and, and, and communities of origin. And we think that that's the way to communicate versus a way to communicate. And um, yeah, you know, it, this co-parenting thing, at least in my experience, takes a lot of unlearning as much as it takes learning. Like I had, I had to step away from the way that I knew how to communicate and you know, had been constantly reinforced as being a, a successful communicator and go, that's not the way she was raised and that's not the way that she's learned to communicate. And I've got to figure out what the language is that she speaks so that I can get across what I need and what I, I think our kids need. Right. Um, and, and, and vice versa, right. Vice versa. How did you select the other presenters who, like, well, first off, who were the other presenters? I think it's worth giving them a shout out. Right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So Diana money boss mama. Um, I think she's really like pivotal in the single mom community. Because I don't know personally anybody else that has like blazed a trail like she has for single black moms, right? It's one thing for single moms to share their debt-free journeys, but for her to like actually talk about being a single mom and low income and paying off her debt, um, I think was just amazing to have her be with us and talk about how she did that, but then also give us strategies and tools to use um, for us to be able to also do the same thing. So uh, Diana was day two talking about, you know, like I said, renewing your mind to map out your money blueprint. And then Camille 
was on day three um, for recharging. And I thought like, who better to do this than Camille? She has a podcast it's called Moments of Joy Podcast. Um, and Diana is Money Boss Mama. I don't know if I said that. But um, Camille has four kids and she was a single mom uh, prior to getting married. And I think she had her three kids by the age of 20 or 21. And so for her to be able to turn her life around and, you know, be able to, like I said, find joy in those tough moments, like when she lost custody of her kids or when she was going through like abuse and just all the things that she had to overcome and be able to find joy in those moments and then turn around and turn that you know pain into purpose I thought like who better to to talk about this than Camille so I just thought like I had really good you know people that I was already in community with that could come and really like minister to these moms right so people you found value in their message and ministry and you were like this has to be shared yeah yeah for sure no, that, 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 that sounds incredibly impactful. That sounds like... Like I've known them over the years or like met them on social media, right? And then watched them like act out, like actually live what they preach, right? Not just somebody where I'm just like, oh my gosh, like she's so amazing, but actually people I've watched impact other people's lives. Right. And so I knew they could do the same for those moms that I had on the retreat. So people you're already in community with, right? Like the, the, yeah. the, these, these are ultimately your peoples, right? Yeah, for and, sure. And, you know, I, I, that, that's one of the things I find as well. Like if there's somebody that I have a conversation with or that, you know, that I meet, I'm always thinking about, wow, who do they need to meet to help them along on their journey? Right. Who's, yeah. who's going to help their process. And, mm-hmm. you know, there are some people that I sit down and I have conversations with and I go, whoa, like, that that's some life altering stuff right there. Like somebody else needs to hear this. Like I can't like this, this, this can't just sit and rest with me. Like, yo, right. you, need to, you, you need to go tell that dude over there and that dude over there and, and that lady there and share the information. So I think it's really awesome that you, you, you looked at your circle, right? The circle that you've built mm-hmm. in this online community and said, Hey, yeah, I'm putting this thing together. And you need to be a part of it. Right. And, 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 and so What's some of the feedback that you've been getting so far? Because I know it, it, it's been, what, about two weeks since you've been back? Two weeks, yeah. A lot of moms said, like, you know, it was transformative for them. Uh, one mom actually said that she hadn't been able to rest like that in three years. Three years, Clark. And I think wow. I almost shed tears whenever, um, you know, just like I was reading that feedback and then there was one mom said that she gained confidence that she had lost when she came she became a single mom just from hearing everybody's story and seeing them like literally walk in like their purpose because like you know we had to go around the circle sharing kind of what we've been doing and like challenges we've been having things we're proud of and so just for her to be able to get that confidence back in a weekend and not feel ashamed of being a single mom I think that was something to be said and then there was one mom um like it literally brought her to tears just thinking about like how afraid she was to come on the trip with moms she didn't know um, and like her lack of confidence and, you know, being a full time student um, and trying to do the best that she can for her child. But, you know, being just in community and now having these people that she can call on when there's questions um, and not feeling alone anymore. So I think 
you know, I kept hearing that over and over again. Like, I'm not on this journey by myself. Like, there are other single moms out here that are really, you know, doing things and doing them well. And it's okay. Like, I don't have to be ashamed. So you just kept hearing the shame and the lack of confidence. But, you know, by the end of the retreat, they were able to walk away different. And I think for me, that was like so powerful that I was able to, you know, cultivate such a space. Yeah, so you know, I like I keep hearing the words shame and like lack of confidence, right? Mm-hmm. Like those 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 seem to be recurring themes, not just in our conversation, but like whenever the conversation of single moms come up. Yeah. And with so many with so many women who are single moms, right? Or or mm-hmm. guys who are single dads as well. Right. And and some people who are just straight up solo parents in, in this world, right? Why do you think there's such a stigma, number one? Right. And, and, and number two, why do you think that we allow it to impact us in the way that it does? You know, I guess like society has this idea of what family should look like. And although the number of single parents, like it's so large, I don't think that we've still arrived, especially as an African-American community where it's like really accepted. Right. Um, So if we look at like Caucasian families, you know, people become single parents like they have part they have divorce parties they have like all types of like support but when it comes to us like we're shamed we're not really supported and so I just think it's a societal thing that causes the shame like if more people were accepting of it then I think that there wouldn't be as much shame I think that people wouldn't really care you know but it's just that that fear of what other people might think about them. Cause I even think back to like when I was pregnant in college and I was just like, so ashamed of like what people would say about me, you know, I didn't even want to go back to class, you know, because I was like, Oh, they're going to know I'm pregnant and all the things and not really realizing that none of that matters, you know, but nobody ever sat me down and told me that. Right. It's just like something I had to learn. So also um, not just society, but then also like not having those people to really like pour into you, I think, and tell you that like, it's okay. It's not the end of the world and like, you can still make it right. Yeah. And and, and it's interesting. Cause like, they like, even like, as I parent three girls, right. And, mm-hmm. and have conversations with my daughters, you know, I often tell them like, listen, the stuff that you're worried about now, it's not going to matter in the fullness of time. Right. Like, yeah. you know, the, the people that you're worried about right now, if you're lucky, you, you'll be speaking to a fraction of them, you know, five years from now, right? Like the, the world turns and it changes and people's opinions, you know, ultimately shouldn't affect how you live your life. I mean, unless you're, you're completely off the rails and that's, a, that's another story. But if you're genuinely trying to do the right thing and, and so forth, like, and, and I, I can preach that to them as much as I want and I can pour that into them as much as I want. But the reality is our perceptions breed our reality. And if we are yeah. you know, stuck and concerned, you know, because cause, you know, I hear that shame thing across the strata, right? Whether you were a, a single mom who got pregnant in college or you know, you're a single mom who ended up single because you're widowed, right? And 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 you know, you had all your kids in wedlock and so on and so forth. There is that stigma and there is that shame and a lot of stuff is, is stuff you can't control, right? Or 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 just natural human right. circumstances. And you know, 
to hear that you know that that was one of the the major things like these moms are here beating the hell out of themselves for for just life circumstances while trying to improve themselves like it, it, it's kind of heartbreaking yeah and i think the biggest thing too clark was that where they live they don't really interact with other single moms or they don't really know any other single moms where they live and so it's difficult right when you don't see other single moms it's like yeah yeah you know you hear these people on social media but like you can't actually touch and feel them right so it's a different thing i think when you can't put your hand on on it or you can't sit next to somebody and like have that dialogue but it's just like well you know she doesn't really know how it is she's just on here talking um, and so it's hard if, you know, these people are not like within proximity that are trying to be like super positive about like something that's hard that you go through. So I think that plays a role as well. Yeah. And, and, and I, as I'm listening to this, I think that's another important reason for what you've pulled together, right, is creating mm-hmm. that that community and creating that 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 circle of trust, you know, and, and, and that grouping you know, basically help helping other she wolves find their pack, right? Yeah, you know, for sure. Like, th- like this is this is a conversation I have with my my ex wife and, and, and co parent a lot. It's like, you know, the some of the frustration she she has is exactly the stuff that I'm hearing you describe from the these other moms, right? Like the inability to find community, the inability to find support, you know, to to find people who truly understand. What, what you're going through and sometimes you just need to switch pools right you need to to, you know, to switch that that circle of friends and expand that circle mm-hmm. of friends and, and you'll find a, a a community of support and trust you know so let's 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 focus on you a little bit right because you know you, you weren't you weren't only the organizer you you were also a participant right like you were actively participating in, in, in some of this stuff so when you think about being a single mom what would you say are, are, are some of the challenges you face or, or, or some of the most frustrating challenges you face? Yeah, I think for me, because I don't live close to my child's father or family, I think the biggest challenge is just like care outside of me. I literally today was thinking about attending a work conference and I'm like, oh, I don't have anybody here to watch McKinley. I only have one mom friend here. And so I'm just like, do I ask her to keep her? She only has, I mean, she already has two kids, you know? And so it's like kind of like that feeling like you're a burden to someone else, although it may not actually be the truth. And like, she has always said she would help me. Right. But just knowing that Two kids are already a lot. So then for me to put my kid on her so that I can go and do something, it's like, it's hard. But then realizing that I need her help. So I have to ask if she says no, then I'll figure it out. But at least, you know, I need to ask. So I think that, you know, two challenges in one, it's help with care. And then two, asking for help. So help overall. And do you think part of it stems stems from, you know, the availability of help or the fear of asking for help? A little bit of both, but um, more so the availability of help because I did move to this remote town, right? So like if I was in Houston, I definitely have help, but I think it would still be like asking for it, right? Because I had built a support system in Houston and there are plenty of moms that would literally like love to keep McKinley, right? But it's still like, I know they have kids already. So it's like, they're already single moms. And it's just like to ask another single mom to keep another kid for three days. Okay. Okay, one day is cool, but you know, so it's still that thing of like getting over asking for help. I think I still struggle with that, but now I'm working on it. I mean, hey, 
at, at least you're asking. I, I will tell you that I have had friends who are like, hey, um, we're going out. Can my kids stay at your house tonight? And then I don't see them for three days, right? Like I, I've absolutely had that happen um, and, and used to have it happening as a recurrent thing with, with, with some kids. Um, but I, I will say, even as the dude who had more kids than, than most who would ask me for help, I didn't mind helping mm-hmm. other people, right? Particularly if they, if they genuinely needed it. Like, you know, sometimes mommy or daddy needs time to get out and turn up and, 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 and do adult things because they don't get that opportunity a lot. And I'm like, yo, go for it. Like I'm, I'm sitting in the house watching TV and the kids are running around. You know, what's one more kid making a mess in my house? Not a big deal. Yeah. Right. Or like I, you know, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm lucky that I have community and I have friends and, and my kids are a lot older now too, right? But like I have a neighbor where we we have a standing agreement where my kids go over to her house to get their dog fix because I would love to have a dog, but I'm not taking on the responsibility of it. And their kid comes over to my house to get a sibling fix because they would have loved to have had more kids, but they're not taking on that responsibility either. So we, we, we barter in that way, right? Yeah. And we, we, we keep our doors open and support each other as, as best as we can. And I think that's important. Let, 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 let's, let's, let's turn to the other side of the coin, right? So what are the things you really find enjoyable about being a mom? Yeah, I think watching my daughter grow into like a, a human, like a responsible human. One of the greatest joys that, that I have, you know, just being able to teach her and guide her along this sort of journey but then actually seeing her like implement those things or say things that like I didn't even tell her, but she's listening to me talk about on like Instagram or, you know, to other moms because she's attended events with me and things like that. So, I mean, uh, it just really warms my heart sometimes. Um, So that's one of the biggest things. And then like really, you know, getting to spend time, you know, during the the down moments, because I think life can be so busy as a single mom, but actually like, sort of unplugging and just sitting down and like playing a game and it's just us right like there's no noise there's no distractions but like we're just literally in the moment so I think those are some things that bring me joy it's just the little things you know being able to have that time because you can't get it back once it's gone yeah I mean and she's she's a little person with a lot of personality right like she's she's Oh my yeah. gosh, so much personality. She makes me laugh a lot. I mean, like in my so. in my limited interactions with her, I find myself cracking up in the background. Like or watching your interactions with her, I crack up. So yeah, so you, you're on the yeah, you're on the right path. Hilarious. You're on the right path. Thank you. So thank you so much. Let, let, let's talk about the theme of the retreat, right? Like, so it was relax, renew, recharge. How do you recharge? Hmm. So I recharge by like just sitting and being sometimes just being still or like picking up a book and learning something new, I think is like really good for me. Cause like when I feel, I don't, I don't say like I feel depleted or like when I'm feeling close to burnout, like I'm just going to do absolutely nothing. And then I'm going to get up and do something I enjoy. And like I said, that's, I, I love to read. So I'll pick up a book. Or um, I'll listen to some music and just like 
lay in my bed, <laughs> you know? So it doesn't take a whole lot for me. I'll go out for a walk every now and then. So just the little things I think help to fill my cup back <laughs> up, like away from people. Because I like to say, like, I'm an extrovert, introvert. Like, I love to talk to people. But when I need to recharge, I have to disconnect. Like, I, I have to disconnect from people. And um, even sometimes McKinley, I'm like, listen, I'm about to go in my room and shut this door because um, I need some time alone. And so and I, I think it's important to teach her that that's OK. Right. I like I, I think about my yeah, life and my yeah, work and, sure. and you know just my interactions and I am I'm a huge extrovert if you couldn't tell <laughs> so I, I like people but there are times where I go okay you know what like I need a break from y'all <laughs> I need like five minutes I need I need my time uh, so it, it, there's something to be said about refilling your cup yeah. in solitude and in 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 you know taking that time to to yourself to recharge in that way another messy question because i know their dad's listening right are you out and actively dating or you know are you just kind of coasting and chilling or what are you doing so i'd say a little bit of both right so i'm chilling and dating <laughs> i'm like so you know we talk about the apps all the time so i am on the apps and if i'm gonna be honest sometimes it's a little discouraging but um i haven't given up the faith so i'm out here i'm out here probably not as consistent as i could be um, but I'm out here. All right. And, 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 and you're dating with a purpose, dating with a purpose, with intention. Okay. Right. Okay. And, and, and what is the intention? Let, the intention let's, let's take is the intention. to meet someone and, and we share similar interests and values that might lead to a relationship. Like that is the ultimate goal. You know, this dating leads to a relationship, which ultimately leads to marriage. So that would be like the long term goal. Now, obviously not so, thinking that everybody that I date is like marriage material. Right. Learning to enjoy right. those moments, but also knowing that, OK, like, you know, marriage is the ultimate goal. Right. And and, 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 and I, th I think that's a good way to approach it. Right. So you, you have the end in mind as you set out on your journey and you realize that, yo, it's, it's kind of like a job interview, right? Not every candidate yeah. is, is the one who's going to fit the, you know, fit the position. And being okay with that, right? Like yeah. not having any expectations, but just allowing people to show me who they are. Right. And I, I, I think that's valid. Like pay attention when they tell you who they are. Right. I think that's, that's, yeah, that's an sure. important takeaway. So dating with intention and how do you feel that, you know, the, the occasional need for solitude impacts that? Do you think it, it has, it plays a part at all or, you know, Um, it depends on the person, you know? So I like to be a really upfront about, um, what it is that I desire. And so I'm like, you know, sometimes I might unplug for a bit, but I'll let you know. And <laughs> I'll hit you up when I am back. But I, I haven't really had a problem with it um, so far. So just I think being upfront and being myself, you know, true authentic self. And I, I think they get that because I'm super social. Um, and I talk a lot. So I think that most people will understand like, it's okay to you know, have some downtime. Yeah, you're you're, so. you're communicative, so it, it it you haven't run into that being an issue, right? Um, like bring bringing it back to you know to community and moms and dads, right? What bits of advice do you think for especially after this retreat and having conversations with our other moms? What what are some of the takeaways that you'd like to share with dads? Yeah, I think that 
if the dads could also like put their feelings aside i know it takes two right to to make these things work but i think that if they could learn to set their emotions aside the two of the parents could come together and really be more effective because like i said it's seems to be this whole communication issue so if both people could really work on that i think things would be better for the kids um number one uh number two for the dads yeah i don't know that there's anything else that i could really think of that they talked about do you do you think and and just you know you and i having a conversation about this do you think it's more that the dads are letting their emotions get in the way or the dads aren't sharing emotion at all? I think it could be a little bit of both. Like they aren't sharing emotion and and then so they turn off and then they're done, right? Uh, Because they don't know how to express their emotions or communicate their feelings. But then two, they, you know, allow their feelings to get in the way of that communication. So it's a little bit of both. I I could see that because like I I think about, you know, the the reactions that I've seen from dads, right? And and, and mm-hmm. generally not dads that, that, that I hang out with or associate with, but like, but I've, I've seen it in, you know, being in the dating pool and meeting a lot of single moms. And you will have guys who see the dissolution of a relationship as a dissolution of the family, right? And it's like, oh, you know, you don't want to be with me. We're not in this relationship anymore. You're leaving me. Then, you know, take them kids with you because, you know, you've drawn that line in the sand and those kids are a function of that, that relationship, which is now dead. Yeah. Moms think like that too, though, is there were some moms to bring that up, especially the one I mentioned that had talked about, you know, not really knowing how it was going to work out for her becoming a single mom and losing her confidence because she just was like, I do not want to be a single mom, you know, like, you know, my family is falling apart type thing. And so, yeah. So dads are not the only ones that think like that. I have the conversation with my ex-wife all the time. And I said, listen, we may be sitting in two different locations on two different thrones, but, you know, we've got to keep this fractured kingdom running, right? You know, ultimately, we've got to look over the provision, protection, and and, and development of, of these three people who depend on us. So you may not want to talk to me. I may not want to talk yeah. to you. But we're going to have to sort it out, you know. So any additional thoughts, anything you want to share with the community, you know, anything you want to get out to people that you know we didn't cover during the course of the conversation? No, I think this is really good, Clark. Thank you so much for asking me these questions to, to give people some insight on, you know, the retreat where I've been, kind of like my thoughts, what's going on with me. So I think we pretty much covered it. I just say if you are interested in attending the next retreat, make sure you are following at Single Moms Retreat on Instagram and you sign up for the wait list because I don't know that spots will last very long. Um, and spots are limited. So when is the next one? Um, it will be next summer. So likely end of June, beginning of July. Um, haven't set a date yet, but should have that within the coming weeks. And uh, have you set a location? No. So I, I'm working on it right now, I'm getting some information back, negotiating rates. So hopefully I'll have that, like I said, information available within the coming weeks. And I will say um, for this first retreat, we had 26 moms. So for the next one, I'm going to try to increase it to 30, but probably not anything over 35. So we'll see uh, what the magic number ends up being, but spots are definitely limited. 
So, and it's an investment in yourself. So it's not like your average trip where you just, you know, get a hotel flight deal and that's it. But this is an investment in yourself. So keep that in mind. All right. And right. So this is more than a vacation. It's a seminar. It's a symposium. It's an educational experience. Yes. I I don't want to call it anything formal like symposium or conference, but it's definitely a transformative experience, um, in my opinion. And and damn it, it's a way to, to build community and build friends, right? So like that, that that's important. Um, your last messy question: What about doing one of these for single parents? Because because I, I I I know. I know our boy has thrown that out, right? And he, he's like, "Yeah, we we need to shout out shout out to Mozilla." Uh, I know that I know that's come up, and I, and I'm absolutely co-signing with Mo. I, I I'd go on the trip. I mean, I got to go back to the gym first. Yeah, so I don't know if we would do like a single parents retreat because, like, what would that look like? Um, would people actually feel vulnerable enough to to talk, or would it be more of like a getaway right. type thing? So I definitely want to do something with single parents, but just quite haven't quite figured out like what the gist of it will be. Just because I don't know if moms would really feel vulnerable enough with dads around to really share their true thoughts but yeah. we'll see maybe i'll get some feedback from the community and um we'll go I, from there I, yeah I, I think that makes sense because what i also think like you know as my gears are turning about it you create a lead-in for it right where you know these moms and dads ha- have an opportunity to to post questions to each other to kind of learn who each other are and develop that 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 vulnerability and that that openness with each other, and then potentially a symposium, or we could just have a, a getaway and, and just keep it simple. I'm saying we like you know like I'm gonna be part of it, right? But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I totally get that because I'm thinking just like we kind of did with the retreat. We had Zoom calls. We maybe had three to four Zoom calls where um, moms got to connect before we actually went on the retreat. So then by the time they got to transportation, it was like, hey girl, you know, like they already kind of known each other. And so like, that was the beauty in that the whole retreat, there was no drama, like everybody got along. Um, And it was just really amazing. I I didn't know how that part would go. You know, sometimes women can be a little catty or have a lot of drama, but it was none of that. We really had a good group and I'm really excited um, how it turned out. That's dope, right? Like no drama, people feeling comfortable, people feeling energized, people feeling like they've gotten something tangible out of the experience. Um, So what's, what's the next step for you? You know, we, 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 we've reintroduced the podcast. We've, you know, gone jet setting and, 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 you know, had an impact on people in their lives. What are you doing next? Yeah. So I am continuing with the jet setting, continuing to obviously plan a retreat, um, back to podcasting. And I have released, um, information for moms to book strategy sessions. So like helping them really, you know, reach their goals and come up with strategies um, to really help them get to the next level. Because I think a lot of times, like we really just don't have the resources or anybody to help us come up with, with a plan. And so a lot of times we can get there like faster if we have the resources and the help than we can, you know, trying to do things on our own. So that is what I'm up to. And, you know, trying to see where I'm going to move to next. So... <laughs> 
Oh, so we well, so we we'll we've got to move got in the cards too. Going on, but um, I'm back. Well, let me be the first to say it. Welcome back. We missed you. You know, we miss your insight. We miss you know your 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 wisdom and you know your personality. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. So it's it's awesome to have you back. Thank you for having me on. Thank you for you know letting of me course. be the person thank to, you for taking to out reintroduce time to do you to it. the world. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, listen. You you know if you call, I'm there, right? Like yes. I, I I I always got you, always and forever. You need me, you let me know. So, so thank you for having me on. Thank you everybody for tuning in, Kim. The the floor is yours. Yeah, Clark. Let everybody know where they can find you and connect. Yeah, so I I'm on Instagram at Clark C L A R K E underscore Chasm C A S M. Um, I'm also available at the Single Dad at Single Dad Why You Mad, uh, which is the name of our podcast, and we are everywhere that you can find podcasts: uh, Apple Podcasts, uh, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher. We out here. Yeah, that, those those are major major places you can find me and and you know my my partner David. Awesome. Thank you so much, Clark. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Really appreciate it. And I will talk to you soon in the next episode.